That's the key. Stay in the battle. Amen. And fight on. That's what it's all about. <clears throat> Title of message is It's Not Just Us. And uh, you'll see what I'm talking about here in a moment here. Let's ask the Lord to bless. Father, thank you again uh, for this time. Thank you, Lord. Even the message of the song we just heard, Lord, we just need to keep fighting on. We just need to keep going and, and uh, serving you. Lord, I just thank you so much for the word of God that helps us to do that. Thank you, Lord, that uh, you've given us the health and, and uh, the opportunities that we have today uh, to be here. Now bless and meet our needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The letter here is written to a church of Colossae. And uh, the, the book, of course, the book of Colossians, written by the Apostle Paul. This is not really a Sunday school lesson, but uh, kind of give you a little bit of background there. But he's a writer, the writer of this, and he's writing to the Church of Colossae. And what's interesting about this is this. He had never been there before. He had not been to the Church of Colossae before, and he's writing to people that he never met before. Kind of interesting. You know, we sometimes we read the letters of the missionaries. And uh, I'm sure if you've been here all along, you know of the different missionary letters we read on Wednesday night. You'll remember, oh, I remember when they were here. But a lot of folks were not here all the time. And so you're going, you're going to hear on a Wednesday night, you'll hear a missionary letter read, and you don't know who that person is. And they don't know who you are. But they're writing to us. And, 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 and we get a blessing from it. Uh, let, let, let's, let's look at it this way. How, how many of you have ever met Kevin Wynn? Raise your hand. We get letters from him all the time, don't we? And he reads them. And he writes to us. You know what? He wouldn't know us. In fact, <laughs> are you ready for this? For the longest time, they send the letters. They send it to Heritage Baptist Church, Pastor Mike B- Bitter. And I knew what they meant, and I thought, that's all right, Mike Bitter, I don't care. And so I think one time Vernon, I told Vernon about it, I don't know if you sent there, or did you send and tell him what the name was or something? But they finally got it. It's not Mike Bitter anymore. It's now Mark Bitter. <laughs> Who cares? Hey, we still get the letter, right? I, I know how to spell it. Oh, what do you expect? They're in Mexico. They don't know how to spell it down there. But uh, uh, you know, we get the blessing. We hear the thousands of people being saved and the work that's going on, and not only there in Mexico, but in, in Central America and South America and even over in India now. And they're reaching out, and we look at that, and he writes to us, and yet he has never met you. You've never met him. But have you gotten a blessing from his letters? Yeah. That's kind of what was happening here. And I believe that that missionary is very happy about us supporting him and praying for him. And, and we're glad that he's doing work there, although we've never met him. The Apostle Paul, the writer of this book here, has never been to the church at Colossae before, and, 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 and he's never met these people. And it's interesting because you think about this. They didn't get a lot of letters. I'm going to guarantee you this. They never got a phone call because they didn't have telephones, did they? They lived in the age, how blessed it was. No telephone calls, no text messages, no, no uh, what's, what's the other thing, uh, emails. Well, I mean, something. How, how, do you ever get a, you ever get a call, I'm calling about your Penelac bill? I always get a kick out of that. Could you go get your Penelac bill? We want to help save you money. I don't have Penelac. 
you know. And they always call on, I mean, when we, we were, as my wife and I were growing older, they'd call on and they'd ask us about, you know, you know, Medicare, Medicare. And I just, I won't tell you the story. I told one of the people, got the phone calls to stop. I think I told some of you that, but I gave them. But they would, they would, they would call and call. And, and so I look at this, you know, they didn't have any of that. But they did get letters once in a while. They didn't have the mail system that we have today. But here is Paul writing a letter to the church at Colossae. He has not had the opportunity. And they, and they, didn't, they didn't have the, the telecommunications we have. And they also this. They didn't, they didn't have the transportation that we have, too, to where they could just travel somewhere. If you and I want to go to Altoona, man, we can just hop in a car and be there in a few minutes. Back years ago, people never went to Altoona that lived out here. Only, you know, like once in a while, in a great while, because it was so far, because they didn't have the transportation we have today. And so these were, these were, these were, uh, this was a time when there was not the communications, there was not the transportation and that, and uh, I'm sure that sometimes they felt like maybe they were uh, secluded, they were isolated. I'm sure they thought, well, who knows about us here in Colossae? And yet there was a man, the Apostle Paul, that knew about them was praying for them and writes them a letter to encourage them in this time. I think sometimes we may feel the same way. And someone called me the other day, wanted to know if we were a progressive Baptist church. I'm not progressive in that. I, we, I told her, I said, I'm, we are an old-fashioned independent Baptist church. I said, I said we, we follow what the Word of God says. We use the King James Bible. I said, don't use anything else. And, and I went down the line to tell her what, what, about some things there. And, and uh, you know what? She said, I've been looking and looking, and I can't find anything like that. And you know what I do sometimes? I feel like, are we the only ones? You ever feel that way? Are we the only people who believe this King James Bible? Are we the only people who have some standards about us? Are we the only people that believe in Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and all these things? Are we the only ones that believe this way? You know, sometimes when you're like out in a secluded area and there's not a lot of other places around, you may feel like you are. But I've got good news for you today. We're not alone. There's many other folks out there that believe just like what we believe. They may not be right next door to us, but there are people, and I think this is what the encouragement of the Church of Colossae was, that, hey, there's somebody who believes like we do. But also this, the Apostle Paul, who probably thought sometimes, is there anybody else out there? And then he hears about the Church of Colossae. He's excited to know that they believed like he did. Sometimes when we get discouraged thinking maybe we're the only ones, we start thinking that our, that our work for the Lord and our labor in the Lord is in vain. But let me tell you something, anything we do for the Lord is never in vain. It may not get noticed as much as a church as we just mentioned about the missionary in Mexico City. I mean, thousands of people there, and we don't have thousands of people. You say, well, that's not important, then we're not important. No, we're just as important as they are important. Jesus died for us as much as he died for those folks there. And I stop and I think, you know, our work is not in vain. Our work may not be as big as somebody else's, but our work is as important as anybody else's. And the fact is, I'm not doing it because there's more people like us, but I'm glad always to find out there are people like us. You know, there will be as long as we follow this book. That's what brings it together. 
I know it oftentimes it bothers us when good churches that we know of all of a sudden start changing. I see it happening. I think about some of the fellows that I went to school with in college back in the days of Noah. And uh, but when I was a long time ago when I went to college, and I think about guys who graduated from school, were right down the line, and what I could say, you know what, we could all stand arm in arm, and now I can't because of change. You watched them go. They took the name Baptist off the sign. They took, they, took, they, they, they went to different Bibles, and I'm thinking, how in the world could something like that happen? It does. And I look and I think, how many have changed? And then I, the thought comes to my mind. And I think the devil allows us to happen and says, you know what? You're the only one, but I'm telling you something right now. We're not the only one. I don't think we ought to say we're the only one to get a big head and think we're the only one doing it. No, I'm not talking about that either. I'm saying this, that, hey, there are others out there just like you and I that love this old King James Bible and have some standards about it and still believe the Bible. I think about a good illustration of what I'm talking about is Beam. I was talking with him this week on the phone, and, and of course, he's all excited. He's, he, he's tired, too. He's been driving, and his wife, she can't sleep at night because she's pregnant. I don't know what that has to do with it. But uh, he, he said she can't sleep at night, and, uh, and uh, he, he was talking about it. You know, I mean, it, it, it's rough all the travel. I would not want to travel like they travel. But you know what he does? He goes from church to church to church, several churches a week. Now, does he go to St. Rose Lima? Does he go to Kingdom Hall? I think he feels like he's been to Kingdom Come, but, uh, uh, but he's been all over the place. But you know what he does? He's been to churches like us. You see, what he does, he, when, he, when, he, when someone calls him, he searches them out. He researches the church. Now with the internet, you can go online and find out. Someone asks you, say, about that church, is that all right? Go on, look it up. I always tell people when I'm out sewing, hey, go to our website, check it out. You can go to about any church anymore, has a website, go to it, find out what they believe. And, and it's all right out there, and it's amazing today how much they want to put in there to try to get people to want to be there because it's exciting rather than the teaching and the preaching of God's word. But Beam, he goes and he checks it out. And he told me, he said, Pastor, this, this preacher called me. He says, but I can't go there. They don't believe like we believe. And I say, thank you, Beam. You know, we're, we're, we're ascending church. I believe he needs to do that. Amen. And, uh, I, you know, I would hold him accountable to that. But he, I thank the Lord he does that. And he, and he says, I had, and I know he had a meeting with a preacher, and he says, I had to cancel it because I found out some stuff that he lets go on in his church and what he's been doing. He said, I can't go there. But I'll say this, there's few of those that happens, but he's, he's busy all the time. Do you know why? There's a lot of people out there who believe like you and I believe. Isn't that comforting? Isn't that great? It's exciting to think about that. And I think about how that, 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 that uh, you, you know, he, with Beam, that's exactly what I'm talking about. He is able. You and I, we don't travel like that. How, how many churches have you been in lately? Just this one, haven't you? And if you're going to another one, shame on you. This is the only one. 
But what happens, you know, we, 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 this, this is only church, but Beam every week is going someplace else. But he's finding this out that you and I cannot find out because we are right here. Hey, there are more people out there. And, and, and he finds out so many. He had, had a guy the other day, he says, he was telling me, he says, yeah, he says, my pastor is Mark Bider. He goes, oh, I know, I know him. He goes, no, you don't. You say, well, how do you, why do you say that? Because he's had so many preachers say, oh, I know you, to find out they knew my brother and not me. And I always wanted to clarify, I am not my brother. My brother's a Southern Baptist now, and I'm not. Don't I have said that. But you know, he, he's, he says, oh, you don't, and, and, and the guy goes, no, I don't know him. But you know what? God does. And I don't know him, but I and you are able to send a missionary that will be able to go out and meet those people who believe like we do, that will be, he will be able to go to Nepal and reach people there, getting folks to believe what we believe. We're not the only ones. We're not the only ones. How refreshing it is to find people who are saved. Isn't there something? How refreshing it is to find people that are saved. I think about how that, uh, you know, uh, we're, not, we're, not, we're not alone. And, and I, I, I was thinking, you know, here in the book of Colossians, we find out about this church. But how did Paul, that was my question, how did Paul find out about the church of Colossae? If he had never been there before, never met those people, well, we find out that, that he heard it from a man named Epaphras. Look at verse number 7. As ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ. You know, it was Epaphras had talked to him. Epaphras was a man who had visited the Apostle Paul when Paul was in prison. And he, was, and he brought the Apostle Paul some encouraging words about the church of Colossae, at what was going on there. And again, Paul had never been there before, but he was hearing from this church. Now, I believe one of the great things about the Apostle Paul that he, that he found was exciting in his life was getting letters from people he knew. Getting letters from churches that he helped to establish and churches that he, that he had helped before. But now what we find, the Apostle Paul is, is hearing not only of those who, churches that he has is, he is planted, but also churches that he didn't plant and he didn't even know those people. You know, the Lord knows about us, doesn't he? And the Lord knew about it. And here the Apostle Paul's finding out about the church of Colossae, that it was somebody that, that, uh, that, that was doing the work. And he writes to encourage these people that he never met before. And so I'm pleased to be able to say that we're not alone. And we cannot be, even in these days of, of very terrible things going on, to live in a discouraged way. Because we're not alone because there's others like us, but we're not alone because he is with us all the time. You know, it's kind of... What we're doing is kind of like what they did then, but in our modern day. We have a website, too. If you click on our website, Heritage Baptist PA, uh, uh, you can go to it. and you can, you can click on that website, and you can learn about our church. You can look on there, and you can hear sermons. And you say, Preacher, why do you do that? Because people do this. They click on there, and they listen to sermons. People I never met. People that never met me and never met you. But we're able to be a blessing to them. The same thing with the radio. When I do the radio program, I record it all in that room right there, and I send it by email off to the radio stations, and they broadcast it. Every radio station now is on the internet, and so what happens? Those broadcasts are going other places. I just got a uh, a notice from uh, Sermon Audio where someone had recommended to somebody else one of the sermons that were on Sermon Audio. 
I don't know who it was that recommended it. I don't know who they recommended to, but I have the blessing of this knowing that I'm able to help reach somebody that I don't know and does not know me. So if I say, well, I don't know who it is and they don't know me, why should I do it? It's a wrong idea. Apostle Paul, the people didn't know who he was maybe unless other, other than what Epaphras told them and, and he didn't know anything. He didn't know about those people but he wanted to be a blessing to them. And I thought, wouldn't it be something if we would just get that same attitude that we might be a blessing to someone else too? He writes to the people, the Apostle Paul does, he writes to the people to encourage them and, 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 and uh, tries to help them along the way. And, 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 and I think about how that, uh, you know, I, I, I want us to be a people that say, you know, we want to be an encouragement. Uh, I made mention there already, you know, how refreshing it is to run across people that are saved. And we'll go knock on doors and there'll be people I've never met before. They don't know who I am, but you know what I always want to do? And I say this, when we go soul winning, I'm going to run into some people that are saved, and I'm going to run into some people that are lost. But I always want to leave with a good taste in their mouth after I've been there. can't think of better words to put it. I want to leave them with a good impression. I may not believe like they do, may not believe like me, but I want to help them understand. how I want them to know how good it is to be saved. I want them to know that they can know. I want them to know that they are welcome to our church. I want to be that blessing and encouragement. I told you about a man I give CDs to. Now, most folks don't get, we don't even make CDs anymore. We do it on Sermon Audio. But for years, we made CDs. So if you'd like to have a few Frisbees, you let me know, and we'll give you some CDs to throw around. But uh, we have CDs. But what I found, that there are some people who still have the CD players, and they like to have the CD sermons. They don't even come to our church. You would not know them, but I'd take them to them. And I took a bundle to a man one day, and he said, and he, he called me back, and he said, can I have some more? And he said, I enjoy the sermon so much. Now, I know who he is. He doesn't come to church here but I'm able to be a blessing to him by the CDs. But wait a minute. You know what he said? I think I mentioned this before. He said, I, know, I, I, I not only like the preaching, but I like the amens that some of you say. Yeah, there we go. I got a couple right there. You were a blessing. You say, well, preacher... You say, well, that really don't matter. You know what? It ought to matter that we can, just by the very saying of amen, can be a blessing to someone you don't even know. The church of Colossae was a blessing to a man that had never been there before. And we could be a blessing to those around us that we don't know. Like I said, when I go soloing, I knock on the door. I hope when I walk away, they go, you know, I didn't really like that kind of church, but... That preacher was a nice man. I try to be most of the time. But sometimes I stick my foot in my mouth. Amen? Y'all been here long enough to know that happens. But I try, to, I try to walk away from there. They may not like what I just asked. If you die today, you go to heaven. No, I don't, want to, I don't think you can know. I still want to walk away thinking where, where they walk away. When I walk away, they go back in their house saying, you know what? I don't like what he said, but I want them to at least think about it. 
And if they're mean to me, I hope that when they go back in, they start feeling bad for being mean to that nice, handsome man. Did I say handsome? That nice man that was at the door. Amen. I didn't have any amens when I said handsome. <laughs> I think I heard a few old me's maybe like that. But what do we find here? We're able to be a blessing. Now, who was he being a blessing to? And I think as I read it here, I find in verse number two, to the saints, to the saints. You know how good it is to find saved people. I started saying it a moment ago. What I did, I I'd taken my notes and I took a whole. When I put my first page over, I took two pages. You almost got a shortened version of this. Aren't you glad I found that extra page? One amen on that one too. All righty, we're you're on a roll. But anyways, at least at least I got one. But but you think how wonderful it is to run into people who are saved. You know, knock on the door, and you go to church anywhere. I, I remember not long ago, uh, Zach and I were at the door, and a lady came to the door. I think, Zach, you were talking to her, and uh, said, uh, ma'am, you go to church? She goes, well, you know, since COVID happened, she goes, I haven't been back in church. It is amazing. COVID, people got out of the habit of going to church. you got to get back into the habit of going to church. And, and she says, no, I haven't gone anywhere. And she, I don't go anywhere. I just got to stay at home. And then he asked her, he says, ma'am, let me ask you this. If you die today, you know you go to heaven. And she said she knew she was saved. I'm glad she knew she was saved. And I believe she needs to be in church, and I have a good church to tell her about. But she, she knew she was saved. And I have to say this, how refreshing it is to run into people who do know they're saved. I mean, sometimes people say, yeah, I know I'm going to heaven. And then I ask them this, could you tell me why you believe you go to heaven? Then you find out if they're really going to heaven. So, because I'm a good mother, I'm a good dad, I'm a, I'm a, I, I, try to, I treat everybody like I want to be treated. You know, I'm gonna, I, I, I think about bringing some stickers sometimes, you know, of excellent stickers. And when they go, I just treat everybody like I want to be treated. I'll go, all right, take a sticker and put it on your lapel. <laughs> excellent. And that's all you're going to get you is a sticker. It'll never get you eternal life. But when you run into someone who's saved, how wonderful that is. And so here, here the, the saints, the, the Bible is talking about the saints here, these church members here. And uh, I, I run into sometimes old people who say, if you die today, you go to, uh, you ask them, and say, do you go to church anywhere? So, oh, yeah, I go to such and such church. I've been there for, you know, like 40-some years. I go, really? And I say, yeah, I've just been there all the time. Sometimes I'll say to them, say, well, you're just kind of like the furniture, just always there, huh? Yeah, that's me. I'm always there. And then ask them, if you die today, you know you go to heaven. You know what they say? Well, I don't know if anyone could know that. I dead sure wouldn't go to church if I couldn't find out in four years how to be saved. I wouldn't go to a church that wouldn't be able to tell me how to know that you're going to heaven. I wouldn't want to be a part of that. And I think how sad it is so many church members today that are not saved. I'm glad when we run into people that are saved, they've trusted Christ, refreshing to me. The truth of the matter is, everybody that's saved is a brother or sister in Christ to us. And you know what? There's a lot of other people that are not here that are brothers and sisters. Some are backslidden. Some don't even live around here. Some are in other countries. You say, you mean there's people that used to go to this church? They're all, I'm talking about this. Anybody who is saved is our brother or sister in Christ. Amen. We're brothers and sisters. And I thought, you know, how, how wonderful it is to be able to know that. And, and I think about some of my brothers and sisters in Christ have suffered like we don't even know what suffering is. They were also faithful brethren. He said there to the saints, 
In verse number two, in faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, they were faithful people. You know, we live in a day where there's so much unfaithfulness. But how refreshing it is when people are faithful, amen. When you just know they're going to be there. Just know they're going to do it. Just be faithful. You know, there's a lot of things we cannot do, but I'll guarantee you this. Every one of us can do this. Be faithful. We can. I oftentimes people say, well, I just can't. You know what? We do what we want to do. That's the way we are. We blame everything else, but we do what we want to do. How refreshing it is when you run into folks that are faithful. People who love God and God's house and support God's work. Faithfulness. Many churches today have gone to one service a week because of no interest in church. They've gone to, uh, the, the members have, 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 have strayed away. And then what happens when that once the church cuts down, no more Wednesday nights, and then no more Sunday nights, and no more Sunday school. And they just have one service, and then all of a sudden, they, people, uh, uh, people are, are get, get, get so weak because they're not being fed enough. And then what happens when they do come, the preacher's afraid of losing more, so he begins to tickle the ears of the people instead of preaching the word of God. I'll guarantee you this, we're going to preach the word of God Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. Amen. Amen. These were faithful brethren. These were, these were, were brethren in, 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 in uh, I thought about, you know, in the days of, of division, and uh, they, they found that uh, they, were, they were not only faithful, but they were brethren. And uh, I, I, again, when I think of brethren, I'm thinking of a family member. You know, we all have families, don't we? And, 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 and you know, it, it, and it's, it's wonderful to have family. I got a feeling about every family's got a few weirdos in it. I know a few in my family. Some of you are saying, he's looking at Seth. Well, you didn't have to read my mind then, did you? But every family's got some weirdos in it. Got some strange ones, huh? Yeah, yeah amen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know, you know, they're still our relatives. Amen? You can choose your friends, but you can't choose your relatives. And you may have some relatives, you say, man, I'll tell you what, they're just as, they're just as crazy as can be. They're just like, you know, they're just as nutty as, you know, as can be. But you know what? They're still your cousin. They're still your brother. They're still your husband. <laughs> they're relatives too, aren't they? Just saying. My wife's got a big smile on her face now. We could love each other as family, even of people, brothers and sisters we have in Christ that we've never seen before. You know why we ought to pray for the people in the churches of the missionaries that we send? It's because they're our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we need to love them. How wonderful it is when God says, love the brethren. That's what he's talking about there. You say, but they're really strange. Still need to love them. Need to love the strange ones too. Amen. Just saying. And we work together for the glory of God. And they were faithful people. They fed faith. Verse number four, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. They had faith. You know, people have faith in everything that seems like in the world today except the Lord. People have faith in the government. I'm like, boy, you are really nuts to think that. 
faith in the government. And uh, they, they just think the government should take care of everything and do everything for them and give them everything. And uh, people have faith in the White House. I'm telling you what. I mean, they, they have faith in the White House. You've got to really be crazy. These were people who had faith. What they have faith in? Not the government. Their faith was in God. You know, it sure helps us, doesn't it, to know that we can put our faith and trust in the Lord, to know that he'll take care of us. Yeah, you know, he is ours. This morning I talked in Sunday school how that the Bible said that we're a peculiar people. Now, peculiar means this, that we're, we're encircled within there. And it's, I use the illustration of here's God, and when we got saved, we're over here a little dot. When we got saved, God put us in God. We are his, and he blesses us, and he takes care of us. I'm glad my father takes good care of me. He said, but sometimes he has to chasten us because he is my father. He does. Thank the Lord there's churches and people that still put their, <coughs> their faith in the old King James Bible and the God of this Bible. Thank the Lord there are still people out there who stick to the old paths and, and, and doctrine and practice the word of God. Thank the Lord there are still people like that. That's what Paul was finding out about the church of Colossae. I'm sure sometimes he thinks, is there anybody else out there? Paphras says, oh, about this church, you wouldn't believe it, Paul. They believe just like you believe. And these people are being told by Epaphras, hey, there's this man, he's in prison right now. He believes just like you do. They were brothers and sisters, never seen each other before. They had love. In verse 4, 2, it said uh, the second part, and the love which you have to all the saints. We're so filled today with self-love. It's all about me and mine. We ought to be glad for each other. Amen. We ought to be glad for each other. We ought to be glad when we see each other come to church. Amen. I'm, I'm glad every one of you here this morning, some more glad than others, but I'm glad that you're all here this morning. I really am. I'm glad you're here this morning in church. You know, we ought, we, ought to, we ought to realize as brothers and sisters in Christ that we ought to have that love. The Bible says, you know, in a world of such hate, the Bible says this, John 13, 34, a new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you have love one to another. Not because you wear a suit and tie, but because you have love one to another. Amen? That's the sign. Not because you have a sticker on your car, but that you have love one to another. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, 2, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. You say, what's that mean, forbearing? Forbearing means this. It means patient and restrained. Patient and restrained. You know, we've got to be patient with folks. Sometimes that's what it takes, doesn't it? Be patient, restrained. And I think, you know, there's no short fuse when we love folks. And then also, if I in verse number 6, look at, look at verse 6. Which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit, as it doth also in you since the day ye heard of it, and knew the grace of God in truth. He's talking here about being fruitful, about being fruitful. Like I mentioned at the beginning here, how wonderful it was to, it is to get the letters from the missionaries. Every time I get a missionary letter, I print most of them now, send them by email, and I print them out, and I'll put them on the table back there. And I'll just announce this to, to you now. If you'd ever like to take one home and read it, 
get some information off. If you'd ever like to write one of the missionaries, you're more than welcome to. I would ask you to do this. If you take it home, bring it back the next service so that someone else can get it too. And then also for Andy to be able to read the letters to us as we get them. But he can't read every letter every week. And so those letters are out back there. In that pile on the, of the letters out there are right now a lot of things that would encourage you and blessings that those people that you don't even know have received of the Lord. But here's what one thing you can learn about them. They've been faithful. Brother Duke was with us the other day. I got a thank you letter for when he was here and the love offering. He thanked everybody for that. But he said this. He says, I can't believe you supported me for over 30 years. You know what he knows about Heritage Baptist Church? Faithful. You know what we find? We had him here and he preached. We found out he hasn't changed on his preaching. In fact, his preaching got better. He is faithful. You know, that's, 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 a, that's a big important thing there, to be faithful. And, uh, uh, you know, we, when, when we, these people were, were fruitful in their, in their work, and that fruit was, uh, was a blessing to see what God's able to do in our lives. As I was saying about faithfulness, in those letters is fruitfulness, too. It's telling us of the fruit. This past week, we had the, the letter from... Um, who was it, Andy? Do you remember? I'm putting you on the spot. Who was the letter for this week? Trivnoffs. Yeah, the Trivnoffs. That's who it was. And they were saying about the people being saved and baptized and the work that's going on. You know what it was? Fruit. That's part of our fruit, too. You say, I wouldn't know Noel Shrivnoff if I saw him somewhere. Probably wouldn't. He probably wouldn't know you. But there's fruit in Guyana because of you and I here. Fruitfulness. How wonderful it is to tell someone how to be saved and they get saved and see that fruit. How wonderful it is to see someone growing in the Lord. That's fruit. Listen to what it says in Philippians 4.17. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound, now listen to this, to your account. How about that? Fruit that will abound to your account. How many of you would love to go to the bank tomorrow and them say, some money was put into your account? Wouldn't that be nice? How many of you ever had that, that phone call said, this is the bank calling, someone has stolen your bank card number and charging things? You ever had that happen before? We've had it here at the church. They called one day and said, were you at a convenience store in Louisiana? I said, no. How about in Texas? No, there was a whole line going across the southern there. And they were using our charge card somehow. I had the card in my wallet, but they had the number or something, and they were using it. They were taking money out of our account. Did we have a party over that? No, we had to stop it. We had to cancel our card. We didn't want anybody taken out of that account. I'll tell you what, wouldn't it be neat if someone would call you up and say, hey, someone just put $1,000 in your bank account. You know what you'd say? Thank you and hang up before they can change your mind. You say, but wouldn't you want to know who it was? I don't care who it was if they put $1,000 in, amen? But what happens, think about this. There are people out there, we have missionaries, 30-some missionaries right now that are gathering fruit is to our account. 
let it sink in. We are here right now having a service, but all over the world there are missionaries that we're supporting that are preaching. They're in the Philippines by the thousands. People are getting saved down there because there are churches in America that are supporting those missionaries, and the fruit is part of ours. Isn't that great? To be a part of that. You say, well, in our church, what do we ever, what do you think we ever do? We are able to reach out all over the world. How many people have gotten saved maybe by sermon audio? How about radio program? I don't know, but I know this. God's got the account book. And it's all right there, amen. It's all right there. And I'm thankful for the harvest that God gives So here was a church and a people that Paul never met and visited, but were a blessing to him. Even some of you folks in this room don't know who Beam is. For the longest time, I thought his name was Bean. I always thought, I tried to remember his name, and I always thought, this is how I remembered it, Pork and Beam. Pork and Beans. But now I know it's Beam, B-H-I-M, Beam. But I think about, you know, I, I didn't know who he was. But now he's getting ready to go to Nepal to the people that, now he keeps saying, when I get over there, preacher, I want you to come. Don't tell him, I'm not going. <laughs> I learned from you, Dave, I'm not going out of this country ever. He's going to stick to Blair County from now on, right, or Bedford County. But, uh, you know, I'm excited what he's going to do. I don't have any plans. He's got, you know, I'm going to get you a ticket. You're coming over here. I'm like, I'm going to have to drag me on that, put me in a suitcase, and put me in the luggage party, man, because I ain't getting on a plane going to Nepal. Some of you look at me right now like, you're terrible. I don't care. (laughs) It's like, you know, you say, well, wouldn't you like to go to the Holy Land? No. I don't know. Me, it's like Bedford County is the Holy Land to me. That's where all God's people are. <laughs> you amens, all right? But uh, I mean, I, mean I, 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 you say, preacher, don't you want to go? Why? Are you so ungodly? No. You may, let me tell you something. That, I, I, I'm going to go to the Holy Land someday when we return and rule and reign with the Lord. And then I don't have to go, what was that, a bomb? Right? Yeah, I'm going to go then. But right now I'm going to stick here. I thank the Lord for the missionaries that go all over the place. I know God called me here, and he called, uh, called Beam over to Nepal and called uh, Brother Noel down to Guyana and, 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 uh, and folks to Mexico and all over this world, difference, and they're serving, and we're able to support them, and it's fruit to our account. It's fruit to our account. We get the blessings from churches and missionaries and others we may never see. And they'll get a blessing from us that they will never see. Most of those people that the missionaries are winning to Christ don't have a clue who Pastor Bider is. Except the folks in Mexico, they probably know about Bitter. But nobody knows about me. We're able to have a part in those dear people down there getting saved. I see some of the pictures of the big meetings they have and, and children and adults and teenagers there and people being baptized, standing in line getting baptized. 
are able to have a part in it. We're not alone. We're not alone, folks. There's others out there too. But this is the Jerusalem God sent us to. This is the place where we're, our work is at. This is our Colossae. And we need to do all we possibly can so that we might be a blessing to others. The people in our area here need a Heritage Baptist Church. I think about our soul winning for 40 years. We've knocked on doors so many times. I think Zach was saying to me, he says, you know, Pastor, we go to the, 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 the uh, uh, trailer park there. He said, there's a man there. He said, when I walk up to the door, he said to me, he says, I know who you are, and I know what you're going to ask. I'm glad that they know that. But the truth of the matter is, we've been there probably close to 80 times. Because we usually do the trailer parks like twice a year almost, you know, Bible school and other times. A lot of these doors we've been to many a times, and they go, yeah, I know who you are. But you know what? There's people there that need Christ. I had, had a lady that used to live in the house where Mark lives now. I don't know what they ever did with that lady. <laughs> she, I was going to say, she was a nice lady, not like the people who live there now, but anyways, but she, she, she was sitting on the porch, and she had, had that little porch there, and they had, had an Afghan over her lap, sitting in a, in a lawn chair. And I, I walked up to her, I said, hello, ma'am, I said, how are you? I said, I'm Pastor Biden from Heritage Baptist Church. She said, oh. I knew it was either your church or the Mormons. And she pulled that Afghan back and she said, look, I had a paper of a bunch of stuff to tell them Mormons. <laughs> they know who we are, but you know, you know what we are? We're a blessing. That blessed that lady's heart. That lady we led to the Lord, my wife and I, the other day, just blessed her heart. When she asked Jesus, she said, thank you for coming. Or another house that long ago, and the lady said, thank you, I appreciate it. You keep doing the good work. You know where we are? We can be a blessing. I couldn't tell you what that one woman's name is. I could tell you the lady that we led to the Lord, but I couldn't tell you that other woman's name. Many people we've talked to. But we are not the only ones. And we can be a blessing to others. So don't get discouraged. We're a little church out in the country. There's a God in heaven that knows exactly where 203 King James Lane is at. Now, we had to name it King James Lane to get his attention. No, he knows exactly where it's at. And he knows exactly you are here. Let's be a blessing to each other, we that we see each other. May we be a blessing to those we'll never see. And may we get blessings from those we'll never see. You say, why invest those people in the Philippines? What do they do for us? One of these days, we walk in the streets of glory. We'll see some Filipinos walk in the streets. We'll see some Mexicans walk in the streets. We'll see some uh, people from South America and people from, uh, uh, from, from uh, Africa. And, and we can go all over. People, can you imagine the Nepali people that will be up there in heaven? And I'll say, thank you for sending beam. Well, you're the church, you're the pastor of that church that sent Beam out there? Yeah, we are, we're, we're those people. And you know what they're going to say? Why'd you do that? <laughs> and they're going to say, thank you. 
Won't it be something we get to heaven and see that? So don't get the feeling like, are we the only ones? Because we're not. And realize how important our work is to be a blessing to others. And where else can you go? And have a service where, once again, if you're not saved, you can get saved today. Like I said before, I don't know why people go to a church and never, never been saved and go to church for years. I'd get out of that place. But I know where there's a place, and there's many others like it, that'll tell you how to be saved every service if you'll come. If you died right now, do you know you go to heaven? If you're not sure, today could be the day of your salvation. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time this morning. Thank you for the word of God. Lord, bless what's been said. Help us to think about that church at Colossae and the Apostle Paul, a people you never saw, you never met. But Father, made an impact upon their lives. I'm sure they cherished that letter. They learned from it, from a man that never been there. Father, help us to be the people we ought to be for those we may never meet. And Lord, I pray if there's somebody here this morning that's not sure of salvation, that today would be the day of their salvation. With our heads bowed, our eyes closed, maybe you're here this morning and say, Preacher, if I died right now, I don't know I'd go to heaven. I'm not sure of it, but I'd like to know that. Preacher, pray for me. Would you slip your hand up, anyone this morning? Preacher, I don't know I'm going to heaven. I think I might. I hope so, but I don't know so. You can know so today before we leave. Christian, this morning, God spoke in your heart. Maybe sometimes you get a little discouraged, too, and think, well, you know, is there anybody else who believes like us? You know, sometimes even in the families, you know, you may be the only one that believes like this. And you, you have family reunions and people, they just, they think you're an oddball, you're strange. But you know what? You just keep serving God. You never know. One of these days you may get through. Let's be faithful. Let's be a blessing. And let's realize what we do is important. Father, bless the invitation now. I pray that you do what's needed in our hearts today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.